Cult Podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Now please, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are are our opinions. opinions. Uh, thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us, we have a basement. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yay. Paneling, drinks. And with us, we also have some Fago. Ooh. Did we make a stop at a place called the Stop and Shop earlier? Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. So here's what happened. Earlier, uh, I landed into Kansas City. Beautiful city you have here. Immediately went to a... Thank you. Immediately went to a bathroom with a White Lives Matter graffiti written onto it. <laughs> Just like the perfect way to be introduced to it. To be fair, I was literally shitting on the city, so it's fine. <laughs> I hope uh, the barbecue washed the white supremacy <laughs> out of your mouth. I think they go hand in hand. <laughs> because the guy who handed me my food, he went, here you go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we smoke it over burning crosses is that what you're saying <laughs> getting real but as soon as that we were done with the barbecue we decided that we wanted to go uh get a bunch of alcohol and so we went to a little place called the stop and shop where we found a fago flavor that we had never tried before we had never tried this one and so uh what we're going to do is because we there's more of you than there are fago not in the world but here <laughs> Just right now at this time. I think that we're going to give it to the people that are closest to us. <laughs> or if those people don't want Fago, feel free to volunteer people behind yeah, of you, course. I guess. And here's the thing. This was better than Paige's other plan, which was, or not Paige, Paige vetoed my plan, which was, and I believe the words were to chuck them at their faces. Yes. I because said there are low ceilings and not insurance. Oh, somebody might get hurt by Fago. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Fago's used to those kind of lawsuits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> given the company they keep, but... <laughs> if you didn't expect to get hit in the face with a can of soda, you wouldn't have fucking come here today. All right? <laughs> and I know that that should be true. So we're going to, I guess, just ask you. Do you yes. want a Fago? Fago, yes. Would you it's like come up here? strawberry. There you go. Yes, Excuse me. Would you like a Fago? Oh, my God. I love your shirt. Can, can you... You pass them back to I can a, fucking a couch throw them at you. <laughs> God, if you ruin these speakers and this brand new panel, there okay, you go. grab y'all want Fago? All right, come another, here, come get your Fago. <laughs> there's another couch friend who wants some Fago as well. Oh, couch friend, this one I'm actually no, no. there's people, there's collateral damage. It's heavy, their <laughs> eyes. <laughs> there's, there's a nice person that's sitting right there, and as soon as I said this one, I'm gonna throw. I saw the fear in their eyes. <laughs> oh, and then we have some Mikey's dick. If you're into, <laughs> if you're a horror, if you're a fan. horror virgin fan, Jesus Christ. How many do we have left? Uh, we've okay. got two. Two. Do you want? Do you want a Fago? Fago, Fago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got there you two. Go. So share. There you go. <laughs> share the germs. Woo! There's no reason why Jesus. that would be. No, a no, come get it. I'm fine. There we go. There you go. Cool, Who wants cool, a Fago cool. box? Yeah, there you go. Ah. There, they. Are you happy you got to throw something? Okay. There we go. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. Uh, I'd like to start off with something that I am 100% stealing from the horror versions that went before us. Who knows about... Just stop clapping for yourself, Mikey. <laughs> Your time is over. <laughs> Who here is a fan of Cold Podcast or has listened to the show before? Make, uh, make some noise Pretty if you everybody. have. Woo! Okay, nice. good. Is there anyone here... If Make some noise. Is there anyone here who hasn't listened to the show before? Only one. Okay. <laughs> What's that pitch like, by the way? Because I've always wondered, like, hey, man, do you want to get, like, like laugh harder than you've ever laughed, but also, like, get real bummed out? Yeah. <laughs> wow. How far of a trip was this? Damn. Wow. I wouldn't wait three and a half hours for pizza, my guy. <laughs> I had to hard sell an hour drive to Todd to go to Quilt Town, USA earlier this week. Yes, lost that argument. Yeah. Not the woman who went to Quilt Town, USA. Damn straight. <laughs> It was wonderful. I'm honestly surprised you're not mayor of Quilt Town, <laughs> USA. Well, when my campaign is complete, we'll see who's standing then. <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, very, very thankful to be here. I'm trying to pull up the Airhorn app on my phone, uh, which is a thing that I learned existed today, which is like, you shouldn't have let me have this in my life. <laughs> You've made a worse human being today. Mikey, you're as guilty as the person who introduced Armando to weed. Yeah. That think app how, is a gateway drug to madness. Think of how productive I would have been if I had never smoked weed in my life. It sustains. It'll never stop. Okay, that's it. That's enough Please of that. Please, God, make it stop. Yeah. So uh, we are so happy to be here in Kansas City, and Paige has actually put together an episode that I think you should go ahead and introduce. Yes. So for the past couple times, uh, and, and we always kind of do this when we do a live show, we try to do an episode that we can do in, in one hour and some change, and we have visual aids, which is fun, because we don't usually get to do that. Usually you just have to listen to us laugh at people's funny names. Um, but this time, we have visual aids, and... I found a cult that's local mm -hmm. from the 1800s, but it was local at the time. Uh, and anytime we can do something where it happened, that's pretty fun. Uh, so today, we're actually going to talk about the Adam God cult. Thank you. Yeah, you fucked up. You fu okay, fucked that's up. the end of that. That's There's uh, no more, I promise. A because wink. we do have real people, we do have real sources, so I'll go through them quickly. Number one, uh, we have a statement given at the General Conference of the LDS Church by Brigham Young on April 9th, 1852, where my mo's at. That's right. Ex-mo's. <laughs> Strong mo energy. <laughs> Uh, There's nothing better than the guy the, over there on the couch who did the, the what is it, the tobacco dipping snap to be like, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Mormon pride? Yeah, uh, you should have been like, who's an ex-Mormon? And he should have cracked open a beer and smoked a cigarette <laughs> and like stayed out past 11. I, well, I mean, cracking the Fago is just as good. Fuck yeah. Uh, now, we actually also have a two-part article from the Martin City Telegraph by a, a woman named Diane Houston. Uh, and it's parts one and two of exploring the Adam God cult that stormed Kansas City's streets. 
And we have an article about historic Joplin, the Adam God cult. Are we ready to dive into it? Yes, but first I want to say to the loser who came here to see if we would do sources, you can leave now. (laughs) That's right. We did it. We did it. We gave you the authentic experience where Paige reads sources and then my eyes glaze over. (laughs) If you were here for previous live shows, we propped up the projector with sources one year. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're propped open with uh, Romancing the Stone VHS tape. Which, by the way, when we walked in to see, we were like, oh, Romancing, did you do that? And they were like, no, we totally forgot that you have a Romancing the Pod podcast and this is a weird coincidence. (laughs) It was even better because I went to Tim and I was like, it's so great that you like the aesthetic of it. Like you made it look purposefully janky. And he goes, yeah, purposeful. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It looks like a real basement. (laughs) Real basement energy. So sources out of the way. Let's get into our guy. We're talking about James Sharp. Bam. I wish it was a more dramatic picture too, but and well, and, and to be honest, everyone looked like that in, yeah. in the 1800s. So like, it shouldn't shock anybody. No, not at all. In the 1800s, you either were a smooth-shaved man or like a Santa Claus knockoff. Fun fact: This man will stab someone for calling him Santa Claus later. In this <laughs> episode. Hey, boy, I did not mean it. So. <laughs> So James was born in 1857 uh, in what would become modern-day Lebanon, Missouri. Uh, his, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. In modern-day Lebanon, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon. Don't correct me. <laughs> you stole it. You're almost as bad as the former host of this, who was like, it's actually pronounced Villa Park. Mm. <laughs> Oh, or what's the papillion is the other one (laughs) instead of papillon? No, it's pronounced tortilla, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, his parents, parents, child, his parents, Charles and Elijah Sharp, actually had four children. He was the third. So he's got strong middle child energy. (sighs) Whenever we talk about people who are like cult leaders on the show I always look up images of them and I see them as grown adults so I thought that it would be helpful for everyone here if we give you a visual aid so that you can imagine how they were as they were at the time there we go <laughs> yeah yep I may have also made my slides at three in the morning <laughs> hell yeah we may have made slides together while watching Jackass Forever. Forever. going to be a lot of wild chaos energy today. Yeah. Imagine while this slide is going on, I'm like, damn, so that's what Steve-O's dick looked like. That's crazy. Yeah. You realize they could pay ping pong with those? Damn. <laughs> you know, fuck this. Can we put on Jackass Forever? <laughs> <laughs> now, they as a family lived a pretty simple life until 1862 when Charles, James's father, enlisted in the Union Army to fight in the Civil War and then died that same year of measles because, you know, there's a a butt ton of soldiers all together spreading diseases. Uh, Ten months later, his wife, James's mom, would die of an unknown illness, which is why vaccines are important, guys. (laughs) Absolutely. I said staring at a bunch of maskless faces. Awesome. (laughs) It's fine. I wish... I, I feel like if you join the Union Army... And then you get measles, just go to the doctor and be like, hey, man, just lie. Just tell them I got like shot or something awesome, you know, please. (laughs) 
Oh, not a thing that children are going to get when they're four and then live forever from. <laughs> oh. uh, but this left James and his siblings as orphans. Uh, and he was only five years old at the time. So his uncle, his dad's brother, takes them in and raises them as his own for a, a bit. Uh, because this is the old times and being an orphan is terrible. Uh, because according to James and his accounts of his own life, he was out of the house by 13 running a gambling promotion on riverboats. Multiple riverboats. Um, up and down the Mississippi River. And he lived on the river, town to town, with no real concern as to what his life should be or will be, and just made enough money to get to whatever the next town was. And that's how he lived until he was in his 30s. What a... What a phrase that has changed because like that's a phrase like now if you say like, oh, I live by the river, people are like, that's really respectable. That's awesome. Back then you go, I live by the river and everyone's like, please get the fuck away from me. I live in a wagon down by the river. Oh, shit. Do you do blackjack? That's awesome. (laughs) And again, whenever we picture these people, I want you to picture this man here. Living in a wagon down by the river. Yeah, and that wagon was a Volkswagen. Yeah. He does look like it would be. (laughs) Anyway. I realize I didn't mean for this to happen, but if you put that face on a leather jacket, he's just a leather daddy now. (laughs) It's it's rad sputin. Yeah. (laughs) So... He went on into his 30s until he met his future wife, a woman named Melissa Francis Roper. Now, she was born in 1871. And if you're good at math, that means that you realize that she's 16 to his 30. Oh, man. I can figure out who is good at math because she said the birth year and five of you went, oh. (laughs) And then she said the real age and the rest of you went, oh. I knew that. I just wanted you to say it first. (laughs) Uh, Now, they were wed in Arkansas in 1887. Why Arkansas, you ask? Because they had to cross state lines. (laughs) Uh, Here's here's why. Uh, Her family accused him of kidnapping her. She is 16. (laughs) And he is 30. Listen here. Look at that jacket. Yeah. I do want to say, I just want to make a distinction. It's technically wife capping, so. (laughs) They didn't approve of him being from the wrong side of the tracks, and you can tell from the jacket. (laughs) He looks like Sean from Boy Meets World. (laughs) Can't trust him around the girls. Anyway, uh, her family was not super happy about it uh, because he apparently didn't tell them he was going to marry her, and she was just gone one day. Whoa. Uh, Now, the authorities do catch up with them and they asked her they're like were you kidnapped and she was just like no and i'm like that's that's thank you (laughs) yeah their second question should have been do you know what stockholm syndrome is (laughs) have you ever been outside no Mm -hmm. i just want to say you should know that your relationship is creepy because we told a bunch of people in kansas city and five of them went ew (laughs) now Many years later, after James ends up in jail for things that we will cover in a few minutes, uh, her family comes forward to say that he had abused her most of her life as like witnesses against him in trial. And they cited one specific thing. They said specifically he loved to shave off her eyebrows when he got mad at her. 
Now, I don't know if he was doing this when she was asleep. I hope so. Um, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen in general. Like, it'd be better if it just didn't happen at all. But if it has to happen, sleep would be best. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially because then you avoid the problem where, they, like, you say something upsetting and he goes, get in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> also, remember, this is the 1800s, which means they would have had to do it with a straight razor. Oh. And this is before Cholas, so it wasn't cool yet. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have Sharpies to draw them back in. (laughs) Oh, my aunt is going to beat your ass. (laughs) In case any of you are wondering, like, shaving somebody's eyebrows off, that doesn't sound so bad. I actually brought a visual aid for you to show you how upsetting it is to have your eyebrows shaved off. So here is a handsome young gentleman. Exhibit A. Exhibit A. Now here's what this... Armando. (laughs) Well, like, A for anonymous. We don't know who he is. (laughs) Exhibit Armando. We don't know who that cute... Motherfucker is supple. (laughs) You can't don't do supple. Supple is reserved for like a a, a hot woman or like a good chicken. (laughs) So here is a normal, handsome boy with full eyebrows, and here's what he would look like if you shave those off. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that. We didn't change anything else. Not anything else. (laughs) This could be your wife. But you play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really hoping that the next slide is what I think it is. Boop, boop. Okay, it is. <laughs> now, uh, he denies this, but given how weird he gets about hair later, I believe all of it. Yeah, and I feel like it's hard to deny this when your wife looked like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now... They decide to go on the road. She continued living with him the way he had been living, running riverboat gambling. And they spend about 16 years of their life that way, uh, making money where they can and basically con manning their way across the country Uh where they had two children that we know of. That's not great. That's not a fun <laughs> that's sentence. That's never a fun sentence. No. Now, Especially when their relationship is old enough that he could almost kidnap it and marry it in Arkansas. Exactly. Um, now, the reason I say we know of, uh, we know they had at least one child named Lee. He comes up in a bunch of documents. Uh, he ends up in California. Uh, but allegedly, they had an older son named Thomas. He only gets mentioned once and not kindly. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. I definitely pulled that quote. Um Now, we have no birth records for him. He's only mentioned that one time. I think it's actually possible that Thomas might have been someone they picked up along the way, like as a teen or as a kid, and he just kind of joined the fold. Uh, And then when he went his separate ways, they talked to a journalist about it. Uh, we'll cover it later. It's probably not a good sign that your childhood is okay when like journalists come knocking and being like, can you, do you want to talk about the early years? Yeah. Why don't you have any eyebrows? Yeah. Do I want to talk the early years? Well, I'm not the Beatles, so fuck me. Damn. <laughs> now, in 1903, 16 years after they got married, they finally settled down on a farm near Woodward, Oklahoma. Uh, but it didn't last long because according to both of them, one night on the farm, they saw a meteor crash into their farm. Whoa. And this prompted James to have a spiritual awakening. Now, we actually have an artist's rendering of the night that he found the meteor. Oh, yeah. I love this. Bam. (laughs) (sighs) 
I think it's actually the it's next one. It's after that, yeah. yeah. This is what you would look like if you didn't have any hair or eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I we forgot that I made this. Know. This At took 3 a.m. It seemed important. Yeah, 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 yeah. I spent about 20 minutes making this, and then I turned the computer to Paige and went, "Look at my masterpiece." <laughs> and she said, "Can you get a hotel tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> but artist rendering of him finding the meteor. Bam. There it is. <laughs> It's from Men in Black. It's a good bit if you've seen the movie. Mm. Also, it, if this isn't creepy enough for you, this is what he would look like with no eyebrows. There Bam. you go. <laughs> Please get it off the screen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck me. It's an egger suit. Now, <laughs> according to Melissa, uh, James cried and prayed for two weeks straight, which honestly, if a meteor almost like cratered your house mm -hmm. i think that's kind of a normal reaction to be honest with you <sighs> i don't think so i think you sell tours well that's exactly what they decided to kind of do because he believed that during this time while he was exposed to the meteor uh the holy spirit told him that he had to preach and he had to take it on the road to tell everyone the good news about the meteor <laughs> Wait, God told him this or The Rock told him this? I like to think it's The Rock. Like they yeah. smelled what The Rock was preaching and they just <laughs> took it and ran with it. <laughs> took it and ran. I wanted to say that like no person should assume that anything that they're saying needs to be taken on the road and heard by strangers. <laughs> and then I remembered where we are. <laughs> And a rock didn't even land in my house. No, I did buy a life-size cardboard cut out of the rock this morning, <laughs> but that was completely unrelated. You bought, there's enough different people in here that we can uh, explain this story. You sure. bought that for a reason, though. Yes, my friend has COVID, and I wanted the rock's strength to help him heal. Uh, okay, when I had COVID last, because, hey, I got them sweet, sweet antibodies. Um, when I caught COVID... This same friend sent us nasal strips and a poster of Hobbs and Shaw in hopes that it would inspire us to get better. So now that he has it, I upped the ante and sent him NyQuil, VapoRub, and a cardboard cutout of The Rock. And you know what? I stand by that choice. I want to give you a peek behind the curtain about what my morning was like. Because I woke up as, as they were having this discussion and all I could hear outside of my door was like, well, they have The Rock, but they also have a cardboard cutout of Pitbull. <laughs> I did almost go with Pitbull. Yeah. And then I heard somebody go, wow, but how do they make the cardboard five foot two? <laughs> and I should mention that I fucking hate Pitbull with a burning, fiery passion because, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before, Pitbull's real name, his government name is Armando. <laughs> do you know how fucked I am? I'm never going to be. Go on your phones right now. Google Armando Torres. I'll tell you what the top result is. One, a character in the Ballad of Gay Tony, a Grand Theft Auto game. I'm not going to beat that. I'm also not going to be able to play as him. Kind of fucked up, honestly. The second one is a Marine that got kidnapped in Mexico and is presumed dead. A lot of you are nodding your head yes, which means you Googled me. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, first of all, I'd like to say to the family of that Marine, obviously, I'm so sorry, but maybe it's time to give it up, you know? <laughs> Other people need the SEO. <laughs> Other people need the SEO, like Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> you could be Mr. Worldwide. You could be Mr. Worldwide Web. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. <sighs> Dolly. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing they decide to do is sell their farm. 
Now, I don't know if you guys know how much farms were worth back then, but they sold their entire farm for $250. What? <laughs> and allegedly it was worth 1000 But I don't know who's like appraising it. I think it could have been them with like, hey, you know, the Meteor actually adds $750. <laughs> I, that is insane. I sold a Honda, a 2006 Honda Accord for $1,000, and that thing barely had anything growing You could have had a farm with a Meteor. Technically, you could have had four farms yeah. with Meteor. Well, if they would have installed those uh, sunlights in the trunk, I would have had a farm in that Honda Accord. There you go. Now, they travel for two years after selling the farm. Apparently, 250 bucks was enough to finance most of that travel. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, money was different back then. $5 could buy you, like, health insurance, and, yeah. which honestly was just cocaine. So, yeah. In that convenient Coca-Cola bottle, too. <laughs> uh, now... In that two years, they managed to gain a small group of followers. Uh, and the reason they did is because they were claiming that James and Melissa were actually... Adam and Eve from the Bible. Oh, my God. Here we go. Mm -hmm. We've heard this lie a lot um, because they're claiming they're the reincarnations of Adam and Eve, right? It's a little different than that. Uh, I'll get into it more in a a bit, but they're claiming that they're like the OG Adam and Eve that came back to set shit right. Well, see, here's why that sucks, because you come back to Earth and you go, we're Adam and Eve. And I walk up to you and I go, oh, my God, Adam, huge fan. Eve the fuck dog what's <laughs> oh you were hungry <laughs> you ate an apple and now we just commemorate you by buying vibrators from you online <laughs> and advertising you on podcasts <laughs> and youtube i wish we were sponsored for this show <laughs> so we- <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself with the new Dicktronic 5000 <laughs> available at adamandeve.com. Also, the original sin and the original misogyny. So, uh, super dope. I mean, I'm only in if they let us make a skin car dildo. Oh, God. Who here gets skin car? Nobody? Yeah. Okay. Limited. Okay. Yeah. See that? We, we, people who didn't want to make noise because they were embarrassed about the knowledge they have. A few episodes ago, and I say that a few, it's been like Hundreds. two years. It's like a yeah, hundred episodes Christ. We inv- I don't even remember the context for it, but we invented an entire car that is covered in human flesh. Human skin. And that's what all of it is. Leather interior, but it's still people leather. It's still people leather. Mm-hmm. Would you drive it? You, in the front. Would you drive it? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That's not a no. Did I already give you a Fago? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so they gather some of their followers. Everyone thinks they're Adam and Eve. And they decided to buy a wagon so that they could travel and take some of their followers with them. And they painted the words gospel wagon on it. And again, we have an artist's rendering of that. There we go. <laughs> now... This is one that I'm particularly proud of. (laughs) I think my favorite was I looked over and saw that you had the pussy wagon up on your computer and I said, you should cross it out and write gospel. And you were already doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I was. And I I asked, I turned to you and I said, do you think Comic Sans is too much? (laughs) Absolutely, I do. (laughs) So one of their followers was a young Scottish man named John Aitken, and he actually claimed to be God himself. So they were like, yes, and? And they, as a group, decided to travel together 
basically like the Avengers of the Old Testament. You're making this cooler than it is. They formed an improv group. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to need a suggestion of a deity and a person it could be, a.k.a. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that? I heard shaving off my wife's eyebrows? <laughs> oh, classic. Thank you. Uh, now, they had kind of a unique way of preaching, uh, but they figured that it was the best way to get their message to others. So they started dancing naked in the streets while they would preach. A lot of flopping, kind of distracting, but they did it. Um, and that's what they decided to do on the streets of Oklahoma City. Now... Smaller cities were kind of like, what? But then just kind of walked by. Oklahoma City was like, no. Really? The South was a little regressive in the nudity <laughs> department? Damn. Yeah. Now, it, it could have also been because their act in Oklahoma City was like a little much in general, even for them. Uh, they were preaching that they were going to be killed that day. Or the next day, whatever. Whenever they were killed, they would be dead for three days and three nights. And then there would be an earthquake that would kill 7,000 people. But then they would rise from the dead. Now, here's some context. The population of Oklahoma City at the time was about 26,000 people. So 25%, give or take, would die in an earthquake. In a place where earthquakes are not common... <laughs> No, and, I'll, and you're, I feel like you're forgetting the best part, which is that the person conveying this information to you is fucking popping and locking. Completely nude. You're going to die, bitch. You're going to die. And then three days later, I'm going to crip walk out that crypt. Yes. Ooh. You're going to die. I should get this mole looked at. <laughs> it's fine. Now, here's the thing. They, they also face the problem that all cults faced, which is you can't put a due date on it. No. Because then that date passes and nothing happens and you're just the guy who was dancing naked on the sidewalk yeah yeah you gotta keep it casual fellas if you're gonna tell somebody the world is gonna end keep it loose keep yeah. it light yeah be like summer mm. of what year every year <laughs> <laughs> there's always a summer it's always winter never christmas like that's you know just keep it vague so Oklahoma City didn't tolerate this much. This act lasted about 15 to 20 minutes. Wait, each time? No, no, no. That's as long as Oklahoma let it go long. <laughs> you meant they had a 15-minute act. No, they were there for 15 minutes, and Oklahoma City was like, pack your shit, bud. Shut it down. Mm -mm, yeah. Mm -mm. Uh, they reacted faster than the security at the Grove Shopping Mall in Los <laughs> Angeles. Like, if they had had Y'all know the Grove. <laughs> the Grove. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, you know, sidewalk mall cops had them yeah. on the ground almost immediately. Well, also, they went to the epicenter of white people who saw rhythm and went, what the fuck is that? What is that? I don't like it. I don't like the way it shakes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, the city decided that the best thing to do for them was to commit them to a facility for the mentally disabled at the time uh an asylum they're not great about it and it's an old asylum which means it's extra bad that means it's a lot of like 
drenching people in frozen water and putting them in a machine that shakes them until they poop a lot. Like that's what people were doing at the time. That's what I do today. That's how we that's yeah. how we got graham crackers. That's so like that's how yeah. I chill out. That's why we got this very specific Airbnb 20 minutes away from the venue. Yeah, yeah. It's got that whole extra bathroom with the poop shake machine. Mm -hmm. We also, again, just a little peek behind the curtain. We have a garage that we didn't open until I got there. And we, we went, well, I wonder what's in this garage. It's four chairs ominously pointed at the entrance. <laughs> no one is, there's nothing else in the garage. I don't feel safe where we're staying, by the way. I mean... Not until we do the seance later. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> now, uh, they they committed them, and uh, in part because when they asked them why they were dancing naked, James replied, I never experienced such perfect peace as I felt when I had thrown aside my garments and was perfectly naked. And they were like, don't like the sound of that. This is the 1800 or the 1900s, I guess. At this point, that kind of that kind of slaps, though. That's an right? awesome. Okay, I it, feel free when my dick is wagging. Is basically what he <laughs> said. I spent, let's say, I spent 24 years of my life with roommates, mm. and the first time that I got my own apartment without a single roommate was when I was 25, and the first thing that I did, no clothes, just walk through the house amazing feeling uh, to be fair i did it with the roommates too less amazing but fun fact i've been doing that in the garage at the airbnb <laughs> <laughs> she probably wiped down those chairs uh oklahoma city didn't agree <laughs> uh so they actually had John, the one who claimed to be God, stay in the asylum for a year, a full year. And James and Melissa were only there for a month. Now, uh, if some of you think that this doctrine that they were preaching about being Adam and Eve and being returned uh, sounds familiar, it's because they stole it from Brigham Young. <laughs> uh, he had been preaching it a few years prior and the belief had kind of made the rounds. Now, it's called Adam-God Doctrine, and this is kind of how Brigham Young put it. He claims that Adam, from the book of Genesis in the Bible, was actually from another planet. And he came to Earth to become mortal, to then kickstart humanity and life on Earth. Then once that earthly body died, he went up to heaven to become God and then later become Jesus's father and basically pop back into earth whenever shit needed fixing. Well, okay, hold on. I have some questions. So homeboy came down here first to be Jesus. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen, I think the movie's called Mission to Mars, where we find out that the aliens from Mars kickstarted life on Mars and then on Earth. But it's you, kind of that. You keep saying kickstarted, and the, that means to me that they like went online and was like, yo, what's up, fam? We need $3,000 to create life on Earth. So Can I, you fund by our deadline? I've got a crazy idea for a new type of thing. So they're awful. They only think about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't like dancing naked in the street. What can we do? <laughs> also, they fucking love apples. It's been a problem. Yeah. Talk so, to snakes. They're fucking weird. <laughs> I feel like Adam and Eve were just on an acid trip now that we think about it for one second. So, but the, my problem is Homeboy came down here to be to be Jesus first. And then no, later he's Jesus' father. Who's God? Or Joseph? 
well, Joseph on Earth is the earthly father. That, the stepdad. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is Adam, who is, in his mind, is God. And then he and Melissa, as Adam and Eve in heaven, give birth to Jesus, send Jesus back to Earth. But then now, in modern times, they came back on that meteor that landed at the farm. And they're here to clean shit up with their naked, wobbling body parts. I don't know why I fucking asked. I don't, I swear to God, I asked, I just, I work with nerds, so it's like I asked like, oh, so where do Gundams come from? And then you gave me a lore explanation well, for Well, actually, God. there's an International Gundam Association. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I only know a small bit about Gundams. Um, <laughs> well, let me tell you about Goddams. So. so in Terminator, he comes back and fathers the man who leads him into battle in the future, but then he has to send him back to raw dog his mom. See, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we send Terminator back to Adam and Eve? <laughs> I feel like they could have fixed a lot. That's all I'm saying. If you have a Terminator to go back in time, I feel like the time got fucky right before this kid, you know? I know this is a really weird tangent and we are way off topic, but that would mean that a Terminator could technically prove the existence of God as described in the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And there are huge implications for that. <laughs> well, yeah, especially because, like, he's... Go <laughs> they named a movie Genesis. <laughs> It does not include any of this yeah, missed opportunity. Uh, Terminator's going to come back and they're going to be like, so did you kill uh, John Connor? And he's going to be like, dude, fucking sit down. <laughs> Hell no. I Ugh. lawful stomped a snake to death in this garden. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. First of all, I think we need to rethink the mission. Second of all, do I have a soul? <laughs> <sighs> That's Terminator 4. Um, <laughs> so this doctrine Brigham Young teaches is controversial at the time even and not widely believed in LDS now um, there are some pockets that do believe it uh, but it's a lot of circuitous family trees <laughs> um, but regardless James decides to take a crack at religion again after getting out of prison. That uh, alcohol that I opened was fully work that was the crack that he took yeah, at yeah. Uh, starting a new religion. Uh, so he recruited some new followers and he claimed that he would be joined by four beasts. Now, the first beast. <laughs> the four beasts. The four beasts. Uh, the first one he said was going to be a lion. Boom. <laughs> she let me pick my own slides. Uh, the second one uh, was supposed to be a flying eagle. Boom. And then he never really listed out what the other two were. James is not great on follow through. Boom. Boom. I do want to, I want to let everyone know here that I did Google the phrase sexy question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what showed up. And then I looked up question mark porn and don't do it. I'm just don't, don't do it. But question mark before the porn or just porn? Yeah. No, I typed it out. I went question mark porn and oh, then okay. the internet went, I don't, it's just. I'm confused as to why that question mark is sexy, but also I'm just disturbed by those images and really wish you would get them off the okay, screen. Okay, all right, fine. So I'll get them off the, ooh, oh no. Oh, no. I, all right, I'm starting to see the 4 a.m. in this. Yeah, just give okay. me a second, I'll sure, fix sure. it. Okay, uh, I made it bigger. On. I made it hey, bigger. All right. There we go. Oh, God. 
The worst part is Tim in here because we definitely used his logo to make this. <laughs> I know I left too much of the shaft. I'm saying that. Oh, there we no. go. Oh no! Okay, okay. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Fine. We're good. What happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I no. censor the image of Simba? With the Panic Fest logo? floating around with like a Silent Hill pyramid on his dick? Honestly, no. there probably is. I mean, definitely now, but there probably that's was the, before. That's the logo of the festival that we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a full cock image. It's right there. Bam. There you go. And I want to point out, I'll leave it on the screen. Simba's Un uncut. Uncircumcised. <laughs> uncut. Which I feel like is a travesty. So there we go. Oh, man. Uh, yikes. So uh, so the, the lion and the eagle, the lion was uh, the man who was still in the asylum, John. Uh, and then the eagle was a man that they actually met during this time when they were trying to source followers, John James Pratt Jr., who goes by Jack. Uh, and he doesn't actually stick around very long, even though he is the eagle. Uh, but he does introduce his younger brother to James and Melissa. And his younger brother and his family get very, very close to James and Melissa. And they will become their followers moving on. Now, uh, James and Melissa's children at this point, though... Total mystery because they claim that their son was stolen from them and placed in a reform school while they were in the asylum. Uh, they claimed that he was the youngest preacher in the world and could preach without knowing how to read or write. Um, at this point, we need to enter a place that we haven't been for some time, but it's important that we go there because we're entering the speculation zone. That's right, bitches! I thought this would play. Give me a second. You spent all that time on the pyramid, Cox. I did. I think it's because I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, it's because I linked it. There was... Okay, so let me explain what was going to happen here. There was going to be a bigger cock with a pyramid <laughs> yes of course there was going to be a bunch of people partying and it was going to look cool as fuck and then i was going to play some music and then i was going to go like this give me one second just give me one so in lieu of that here's what we're going to do because we don't have an image of people partying that i paid by the way 25.99 for and i am expensing it this is the first she found out about me paying money. We're going to need you as a crowd to just go ape shit when we yell the speculation zone. All right? Three, two, one. The speculation, speculation zone. That was actually better than I anticipated. Pay so $25.99 for bullshit. I, I would have told you not to. Anyway, so the speculation zone. Uh, I speculate and based on my readings, that their son was taken from them out of concern for his safety and well-being and enrolled in school with a foster family. Um, after learning to read and write, he chose not to return to his family. Um, there's a couple different stories about this. Some people say that he left because he disagreed with them getting super into guns. We'll get to it in a bit. Um, <laughs> but I actually, there's not a lot of records of him ever really returning or having much contact with them after. And so I think essentially he got to school and was like, oh, my parents are nuts and just stayed at school. Uh, but back to his family. 
Thank you. Now, they were still waiting on their lion, who was still in the asylum. This one I have. (laughs) They're waiting on that guy. And he decided to stay six months longer, not because he thought it would be good for his mental health, but because he was doing great recruiting followers on the inside. Oh, God. (laughs) Not only did they not convince him that he was not God, he convinced other people he was. (laughs) Troubling. But he does get out and rejoin the group that summer. And everything was fine, except it totally wasn't um, because literally months later, like two months later, they were arrested for unbecoming conduct and disturbing the peace. They were dancing with those pyramids again. Oh, okay. So I don't think they were unbecoming. I think there was a little bit of coming. I mean, (laughs) I think they'd be coming. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, So they decided and, and here's how they get arrested. They recruited a widower who had a farm, a pretty large farm, and he was getting older. Boom. There you go. Um, This one's normal. Why are you laughing? Yeah. And they asked, and he agreed to let them use the farm as a commune. Uh, But the farms around them weren't very happy. Why? Uh, Because their farm became a nonstop orgy fuck farm. Bam. Where they cosplayed that it was the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Lots of trouser snakes. You know what? This seems a little bit inappropriate. Let's just go ahead and do. Boop, there, there we go. <laughs> I'm really glad Tim's not here. Remember when Tim said that real nice thing about like let opening the doors for us? Oh, so nice. Um, <sighs> now, no one in the commune was considered married, even though there were multiple married couples, and no one was considered from a different family. They just all fucked all the time and no one super knew whose kids were whose after that point um so so you would come to the place and you would be married and then when you got there you weren't married anymore you would come to the so most of the people in this group are families Uh so it's usually a husband wife and a couple kids and they would show up and they'd be like you're not husband wife anymore we're all husband and wife oh i get it so it's like a motel six in miami all right cool awesome (laughs) tight i'm on board yeah yeah yeah. it's like a coachella after party (laughs) so they also as part of their belief system believed that the garden of eden maintained itself and didn't require any working so they did not work on the farm Absolutely not. The first thing God made was Mexicans. That's what my t- that's what my grandfather told me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? His son's name was Jesus. What are you thinking? There you go. Uh, essentially, James and Melissa believed that humans weren't supposed to work. But if you know anything about communes, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's the only way it, it stays afloat. Uh, so, can I ask you a sort of like a, a sure. side question? Mm-hmm. You get a chance to make a second Garden of Eden, right? Okay. You planting apples? I think it might have been a pomegranate. Ooh, so they didn't even have the choice. I guess. I don't know. I mean, the reason I think it might not be a pomegranate, as some people suspect, is I don't know if any of you have tried to eat one. It's not easy. She would have had to work at it. Apple, she would have just bit. Yeah. Right? Pomegranate shows that, they, that, that like, that's the knowledge you unlock, is figuring out how <laughs> to open, open it. a pomegranate. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if you've ever eaten a pomegranate, but every time I do, my brain goes like, and then I become like the guy from Limitless. No, wait, I'm thinking of Adderall. Okay. Because uh, the pill bottle is so hard to open. Yep. <laughs> 
they're all clear and weird and yeah. suddenly you can stop time Great. this has been i'm glad that things are going better because it's been a while since like 50 people have looked at me like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> <laughs> all at once uh, but here's the thing about farms when you don't maintain them it's bad and the neighbors also didn't like it so all the farms around them were just like what's going on like we had a milk trading thing we were helping each other out we had a milk trading thing and we got to your gallon and let me just say not milk (laughs) really weird but it's (laughs) non-dairy it's not (laughs) plant-based my kids put that in their cereal you asshole so Mm. and at first it was just annoying to them until they found two children tied to a tree alive alive uh because they had been punished for not believing that james and melissa were both adam and eve and also god what kind of tinkerbell shit are they on i i don't know but those kids were very mosquito bitten otherwise they're fine uh but the other farms were just like yeah you can't just like tie kids to trees like even in olden times we know that's a bad idea Like, we've barely got electricity, and we can tell you not to tie kids to trees, you monsters. I love your thought process that even them would be like, you know how it's old-timey times right now, right? (laughs) You know how it's history and we still shit outside? Even we don't (laughs) tie kids to trees. Well, hold on. I'm going to go on the record and say you can shit outside at any given time. It's up to you. We had a conversation at a Waffle House earlier today where I mentioned the fact that if somebody was in the bathroom while I was trying to go to the bathroom, that I would walk outside and shit on the street. (laughs) And they they, everyone went, ha, 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 Armando, what a good joke. And I went, I'm not. (laughs) Try me. I'm not gonna. No, you shouldn't. I'm not that kid at Waffle House. I won't tempt fate. Oh, the guy who photoshopped a cock into a silo is not going to shit on the street? That's absolutely the person who's going to shit on the street. Um, So they call the local authorities and the local authorities show up and they arrest almost all of the adults there, but they can't hold them on anything because they can't prove who did it. Oh, I get. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That feels like punish all of them, right? Right. Yeah. Kind of. I feel like even if this is not a bit, so you can stop tensing up. I feel like... Even if you're not the one who tied the kid to the tree, you were let you're, someone tie. Yeah, a kid you're to still a tree. the guy who didn't untie a kid from a yeah. tree, which is it's equally shit. I mean, I think my question would be if they're trying to make the punishment fit the crime, maybe they didn't tie the adults to the trees naked because they thought they'd like it. Ooh, yeah, they're too. Yeah. <laughs> They're either into BDSM or pinatas, and either way, I don't want to fuck with them. Not at all. <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> Did 14 ball gags fall out of this? Great. We almost bought a pinata today and couldn't figure out a reason to use we it. We did. And uh, who knew that we would make a joke about a person getting off, being tied to a tree and hit with a stick? Oh, yeah, I like don't that. Kink shame, kink same. I've got 18 pieces of candy shoved up my ass right now. <laughs> No one's going to want them, though. Not after they fall out. Now. They weren't Snickers bars when I put them in. They were Twizzlers. And then, okay, you can figure it out. The five of you that are good at math, did you get it? (laughs) One plus one equals number two, Paige, is what the joke was. How do all of them have dick veins? Uh, (laughs) You know Snickers with the dick vein? Oh, of course. The horniest of candy bars. Yeah, absolutely. Now. 
the families in the group at this point were like, we're drawing too much attention to ourselves. So they decide to split up. Half of them go to Kansas City. The other half go to Denver, where they're like, you know what's going to accept our naked dancing? Denver. And to be honest, they were kind of right because Denver didn't do shit about it. Um, they basically form another commune in Denver and the authorities never go there, but a journalist does. And he writes, and, and to be honest, this is before journalism as the way we know it. I mean, obviously most places had their local newspaper, but there was no like national news cycle, 24 hour news, anything like that. So for an article to be written and then be distributed nationally, very rare. This is almost more like a pamphlet in and of itself. But this journalist was like, these people are crazy and I need to write about it. <laughs> and I need everyone to know about it. Just start a podcast, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> just on records. Just yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Are they performing at Panic Fest? No. No. So he goes to live with them in Denver. He basically makes a deal. He's like, can I live with you and write about you? And they're like, yes, but you have to write exactly what we say. And he's like, deal. Yeah, everyone has their fingers crossed behind their back, which at the time was legally binding. Actually, so. they said crazy shit. And he wrote all of it down and then just sent it everywhere. So it's get, it gets printed and kind of distributed pretty wildly. But this is where we get the one instance of them talking about their other son. Uh, and they refer to him as Cain, as in Cain and Abel, like bad guy. Uh, but they said that they had deliberately removed them from her group because he wanted to be a successful grocer. <laughs> which he did. <laughs> I'm now realizing that I may have misread the slide because <laughs> this is the one that I made. <laughs> well, it is his son. So, um, yeah. So just imagine that says Kane Sharp. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas Sharp. Sharp Thomas Sharp. Thomas yeah. Sharp. I didn't want to call. I guess Kane Sharp is not yeah. a name he would have wanted to go by. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Mm. Well, he didn't believe any of it. He was like, y'all are crazy. I'm going to sell some apples. And they're like, that's exactly what you would do. You heathen. <laughs> you heathen. You don't want to stay in the Garden of Eden and sell apples here? Like, that's the place you should. Anyway. No, Dad, I don't particularly want to see your balls anymore, dude. <laughs> Quit it, calling them apples. It kind of sucks. They're more egg-shaped. <laughs> Which is something grocers might also sell. I should have known eggs were, or balls were egg-shaped. I watched four hours of Jackass yesterday. <laughs> Huevos. <laughs> now, you. something that the article also covered was that James had an obsession with a Russian group who had migrated to Canada uh, called the Dukabors, which we do not have a ton of time to get into today, but it is a kind of a Russian Orthodox adjacent commune. Mm, um, I thought it was a race from Star Wars. Ah, uh, you made the Dukabors run in 12 parsecs? Now that's pod racing, baby. <laughs> Uh, but James had started to read about them and wanted to model his group after them so much so that he pulled a Jim Jones. Now, I know we haven't done a Jonestown episode, but if you are a cult person and you know, a lot of people know that Jim Jones actually traveled to Father Divine's group and tried to take over. James does the same thing. He travels up to Canada and it's like, it's me, your new leader. And they're like, I think the fuck not. <laughs> 
and he comes home immediately <laughs> dejected. But all of this ends up in the article because the journalist travels with him. I want to explain why I tensed up when you said he pulled at Jim Jones because <laughs> this is not the thing he was the most known for. No, if he wanted to get punched, he would have had to talk to his grocer son, and we know he's not going to do that. <laughs> Where can I get enough Kool-Aid? Oh, the kid I hate? Never mind. Uh, I think it was Flavor-Aid. We read your comments. <laughs> we know. It's been five years. Anyway, uh, James is not super happy when he comes back. He's like, why didn't they love me? Didn't they love my naked dancing? And they did not. So he does what a lot of dejected, angry people do. And he buys a fuckload of guns. So many guns. If you didn't think there was going to be a pile of guns in this episode, wrong. If you think that people shouldn't operate guns naked, probably right. But wrong for this group. Do you, uh, the ballpark, do you know what time it is? Like, what, Not like physically time here now. I mean like what year what it is. What is time? Uh, this is 1905. Okay. Yeah, so a little bit later than some of the episodes we've covered with malfunctioning guns prior. Yeah. But that is probably why he bought a fuck ton of guns as kind of a Blackbeard scenario with like a six-gun holster kind of situation. If you haven't listened to the latest episode, now you have. <laughs> because they don't work well. No, no, no. Guns at this time were kind of like Congress at this time. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> Wow, solid tweet page. Boom! (laughs) Political. Have I talked to you about trickle-down economics yet? No, let's not. Uh, So he buys a ton of guns, and he decides that he's going to take his group and link up with the group in Kansas City. So they buy a 12-foot houseboat. And Bam. Start. There you go. That's not a picture of the their actual houseboat. I just looked it up. But did you say 12 foot or 12 inch houseboat? 12 foot. 12, 12 foot. foot. Okay, good. Because if you said 12 inches, I would have had to do that yeah, to no, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm but glad. We're thanks we're okay. thanks we're for okay. looking out for me yeah, of course. on that one. I wouldn't want to scandalize people's eyes with uncut houseboats. <laughs> now, they rejoin their group in Kansas City. They have the houseboat. And it becomes their headquarters, but also their getaway vehicle. Because for months, they just start naked dancing in the streets. And whenever the police or anybody comes near them, they just take off for the houseboat. <laughs> they, go set, interna- set sail. they go international waters. And everyone's like, you're in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in Kansas City. You're in Missouri. Uh, but they're literal ass pirates. Um, <laughs> I've said this a thousand times. Stealing an RV is the perfect crime because it's breaking and entering with a built-in getaway car. Accurate. I Thank can't you. Find Thank you, fault. one person who will commit crimes with me later. It's Mikey, and I'm bummed we drove in the same car now. <laughs> now, all of that was fun and games, I guess, until December 8, 1908. So, like, three years of them kind of in and around Kansas City, in various states of undress, screaming about an earthquake that still hasn't happened yet, getting away on a houseboat. When a probation officer named George M. Holt 
encountered them on the street. And he'd seen them a bunch of times before. And his main job was keeping their kids in school because their kids were constantly truant. They refused to send them to public school. They called public school the great Satan. They were like, not about it. But they also weren't homeschooling their kids. They just had their kids dancing. Um, usually clothed, by the way. The these kids, kids rock. Kids weren't usually naked. I'm just going to say, these kids fucking slap, dude. I like these kids a lot. Well, you, don't roll your eyes at me. These kids are living step up, and <laughs> I'm not supposed to be envious of their lives. I mean, you might not want to be envious of them not being able to read. How many times have I read in my life versus how many times have I wished I could dance? <laughs> Honestly, I read a trashy romance novel this weekend, and I've never felt so calm. I tried to crip walk earlier, and I couldn't, so those are equal things. <laughs> uh, now... This probation officer sees three of their kids dancing and is like, enough is fucking enough, and goes to basically take them to a local mission that would take them to school. Uh, because he's like, it's you can't just not educate people. It's not okay. Uh, but well, You can. I mean, you can. It's That's just, how you get Oklahoma City. Oh. Yeah, I got you, Oklahoma. Oh, man. So as he's taking them to the school... The other adults run back to the houseboat and tell James, a.k.a. Adam, God, uh, what's happening. So he comes back with the rest of the group fully strapped uh, and yelled at the probation officer, I am Adam God, the father of Jesus Christ, like a sane person. <laughs> yup. <laughs> And then <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> some of them were not all of them were, but most of them, because if you come up to me and you go, I'm Adam, God, the father of Jesus, and you're just hanging dog, <laughs> I might believe you depending on how big it is. <laughs> yeah. Thunder gun express levels of dong. Yeah. So he then proceeded to pistol whip that probation officer into near unconsciousness while everyone else kicked him while he was on the ground. Again, naked. <laughs> not a great view from the ground. Um, that's not a way to view naked people that's pleasurable. Usually. Yeah, he's looking up like, oh, God, they have batons too. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, but he does manage to get free, and he runs to the police station. Uh, and the local police are like, ah, oh, fuck, the naked people again? <laughs> so they come out, no weapons. And they just are like, can you go back to your house and put clothes on, please? Can we not do this? But no. Because Adam God was like, I'm fucking tired of running from you people. And so he opens fire. The town scatters. Most people run into their houses. He manages to, between him and the other people in the group, they kill two officers and two members of their group die in the shootout because, of course, as soon as they open fire on those two police officers, snipers get them from the actual police station and other officers come for backup. And they unfortunately kill one man who was just there to pay his water bill. Oh, that sucks. But that does bring up an interesting point. Never pay the government for anything. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, why didn't you pay your water bill? Because I want to live. Yes. Now, when the dust settled, James had actually run away, leaving basically the surviving women and children alone to fend for themselves. And in part, 
He ran because he had shot a sergeant and then stabbed him through the eye with a knife, thinking that he had killed him. But that guy fucking lived. Oh, no. That yeah. guy's Michael Myers. And not, and not just like lived a couple weeks, lived long enough to testify at that guy's trial and be around when he was up for parole. Oh, like God. that guy fucking lived. He would not <laughs> die. He snake pliskins his way into history. I was going to say, that's a man who had to get fitted for an eye patch. That's a man with an eye patch trying to escape from Los Angeles. <laughs> like that's what it is. <laughs> now, James ran and he, we've seen his beard, realized that he might be wildly identifiable because he was nude, but also very hairy in the face. So he ran to a barber where he was able to borrow clothes to hide the fact that he had been shot through both hands stigmata style. Damn. So basically he has like Jesus's wounds, but he is not pretending to be God or Jesus anymore. He's just trying to get away. Which is a shame because you know the second this guy looked down at his hands, he went, oh, I knew it, dude. I knew it. That's awesome. So he has a barber shave him bald and completely shave off his beard. Oh my God. So he's almost unrecognizable and he makes it to a couple towns over before the authorities find him just asleep on a hay bale. <laughs> I also, I, I spent a lot and a lot of time was spent on this, mm -hmm. on trying to figure mm -hmm. out what he would have looked like. This bearded man that you, whoop, whoop. <laughs> This bearded man that you see here. Yes. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what he would look like shaved bald. I know. Here it is. There it is. <laughs> it's really bad, Paige. You're an artist. Oh, yeah. People have paid me money to do photoshops before. I know. Um, <laughs> and that's why they got caught by the police. They were like... <laughs> What was your first one? The uh, leprechaun drawing from that video? <laughs> <laughs> Which, what do you mean? I mean, the, the artist's rendering of the leprechaun. All y'all see the leprechaun say, yeah? Just a line drawing of a smiley face. Oh my yeah, God. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Meanwhile, while they're hunting him down, they have all the women and children on the run. And they take off for the houseboat. But of course, the police follow them this time because... They're like, yeah, we've seen you escape in this houseboat like 14 times, floppies. Like, come on. So they decide they're going to lower a lifeboat from the other side of the houseboat and try to escape that way. So while the houseboat is flowing slower, their boat will go faster and they'll get away down the river. But the cops were like, yeah, we figured you would do that. Yeah, more like a death boat. <laughs> More like the Titanic. <laughs> anyway, that smaller lifeboat floats down the river and the police fire at it, but they don't want to kill anyone on board. So they start firing at the water line on the boat to try and sink the boat. But what they didn't realize is that some of the children were laying down in the boat to try and hide from the police. So they unfortunately kill his 13-year-old daughter, Lulu, or rather Lewis Pratt's 13-year-old daughter, Lulu, one of the members of the group. Paige, no. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I just made the death boat joke. You did. <sighs> put put two quarters on her eyes for the ferryman because, yeah. Um, and so they take everyone to the police station after that because everyone's kind of like, we can see that this has gotten out of hand and out of pants. Uh, so... <laughs> 
they start asking them questions and they reveal that James has run off and abandoned them, which starts those ladies talking a bit, but not the way they thought because they start telling them what James had preached to them about the police and public schools, namely that the Bible told them they could kill all cops on sight and also snakes. Oh, I see the problem here. This isn't the Bible. This is an Ice Cube album. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Their belief system was essentially, what if the Garden of Eden was still around, but also, fuck the police. Like, that's what... And I'm sure it's just because he was tired of being like, I can't keep unmooring this houseboat. This is a pain in the ass. Wait, but. you haven't heard the story of Acab and Eve? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's why God decided to only make seven days of creation because fuck 12. <laughs> so James is charged uh, for all the murders, including the, the young girl Lulu. Uh, and he gets 25 years in prison and all of the women and children were released without charges. But his wife, Melissa, is like, I still believe him. And I still believe that earthquake's coming. I still think I'm Eve. And I will wait for him to get out of prison. And they were just like, fine, lady. I, whatever. But she does. She waits 14 years until he gets out on good behavior. <sighs> I swear to God, the, the idea of waiting for somebody in prison, I feel like it was the shaved eyebrows thing. Because, again, <laughs> that's something my aunt has done several times. <laughs> Uh, but it's during this time, like during his parole hearings and during his initial trial, that her family comes forward and is like, he's an abusive asshole who used to shave her eyebrows. And she's just like, no, I wanted them that way. Like she completely stands with him, waits for 14 years for him to come back because sometimes abuse is a bitch. Yeah. I think we have a dir rough. direct quote from her, which is like, better like, you don't even know my mans. Oh, <laughs> it's rough. But not only does she stay... Lewis Pratt, who was one of the other families they joined up with, who was shot by a sniper in the riot. You've said this twice now, and like the sniper in Kansas City had to be so excited on this one day. How much work are you getting, Doc? He got him through the eyeball one shot. Yeah, because what happened was they, they came inside the lunchroom and they went, John, we need you. And he went, for realsies? <laughs> It's my day. He looks up in the sky and just sees a bullet light. <laughs> it's my time. I am darkness. I am the gun. Uh, I'm vengeance. But here's the other thing, too. Remember, so these are rifles that they're using. They're not normal sniper rifles like we have today. They're inaccurate and bad. And this guy still, within three shots, got him through the eye. And was just God like, damn. God, like, yes. Uh, so Lewis dies, obviously, in, in the riot. And his wife, Della, also stays and waits for James. And then they move into two adjoining houses where they are neighbors, where they live out the rest of their days that way. And if you thought James was done dancing in the streets and preaching, you were wrong. Because he continues to do that in Nevada until 1946. What? Yes, bitch. After World War II. That's how long. This dude lives to be in his 90s. So does his wife, Andela. And he was dancing on the street 
proclaiming that he would never die when he tragically died of a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to make fun of him for just because that's a hilarious thing. I'm never going to die. I'm going to live forever. No. But also like this happened. This story started in the 1800s and this fool was popping and locking while Nazis were around. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, 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 yes. Like, he lived through rations. He lived through two world wars. Actually, he was probably in prison during the First World War, now that I think about (laughs) it. But anyway. A good distinction to make. Yeah, you know. Um, But his wife, Melissa, and Della, Lewis's wife, continued to live together until they both died at the ages of 90 and 95. And speculation zone that we don't have a slide for. (sighs) I think maybe that's why they stayed and waited. Winky Blinky. I think they were in a relationship. I don't know that's what that who means. That's who they end up. Oh. Is Winky Blinky a thing from a different podcast yeah, that you no, do without me? It's Horror Virgin. I'm so sorry. I'm so sad. Mm, um, yeah. But yes, I think that they were roommates, potentially, <gasps> oh and God, that's they why they roommates. stay together. But they, they literally live out the rest of their days together. And that's the end. For oh, wow. Week. And I they say that on cold Kansas City nights... If you look out there in the streets, you can still hear him dancing to this day. I'm gonna live forever. Did I ever tell you that I'm God? (laughs) Oh my God, thank you I'm just a traveler, (laughs) dancing real naked. Thank you, thank you. Thank so, you so much for joining so us. So that was the Adam God riots yeah. of Kansas City. You're welcome, Kansas. Thanks for putting them down. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming up with some crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> so right now it is uh, 7.40. Yeah, let's call it 7.45, which means that we still have about 15 minutes left in our little, what my mom, what my dad would call your little skit that you have <laughs> He respects me as a creator. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. There we go. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck you, dad. I know what I'm doing. That was just for me. Fuck Uh, you, dad. (laughs) I'm just going to get that off the screen. Uh, We have a couple of minutes left over. So what I would like to do is uh, let's take a couple of questions, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, See, so Colt uh, Colt Podcast is not as uh, well produced as Horror Virgin is. What Horror Virgin did is they had the wherewithal and the idea to ask people questions beforehand. (laughs) But we brought Fago... And they forgot the vitamin water at the hotel or something, so. Yeah, we brought Fago and debated buying a pinata, and that's just kind of how we roll. <laughs> yeah. And our, then determined the Fago wouldn't fit in the pinata, and also that it might hurt people <laughs> if it fell. I want you all to realize, like, we have an accountant now. <laughs> His name is Michael. He's a wonderful human being. Lovely. And every time I tell him, like, he's like, so what expenses do you have this year? I give him a folder of, 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 of expenses, and he just goes, there's no fucking way, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to have to bring him one and be, and he's just going to see a pack of Fago and he's going to go, really? And I'm going to go, well, we didn't buy the taco pinata. Yeah, we so didn't yes. get the pinata. 
We debated between sloth, shark, and taco, but none of them seemed on theme. Yeah, apparently they didn't have big old dick, big old uncut dick pinata. If you know a place in Kansas City where we can find an uncut dick pinata, send it to us at 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. <laughs> So if anyone has a question, please raise your hand. Or and, Dick Pinata. Or do, mm, <laughs> if you brought a Dick Pinata with you, I don't want to hear your question. I do. And also your schedule. <laughs> this isn't even the end of my day. This is the beginning. All right. Does anyone have a question for us at all? We have a microphone that you can come up and use. If you don't have a question, I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> I look like a fool. <laughs> there we yes. go. Yeah, yes. if you would like to come up here, we do have a microphone for you to use. Uh, and I would like you to, I'm going to force you to introduce yourself to these fine, wonderful people. You have to. This is a school report. You can make now. up a name. No one will you know. You can, yeah. I, no one's going to know. I don't know. Okay. Um, my name's Terry Larson. <laughs> if you had to marry a cult leader, who would you marry? Oh. oh. That's a great question. And I'm also going to state that I think that's my favorite introduction is... We asked you what your name is, and your first sentence was, fuck it, <laughs> which is awesome. The question is, well, if you were going to marry a cult leader, who would you marry? Oh, yikes. I mean, they're mostly bad people. They're almost um, entirely bad almost people. Almost exclusively. I, I'm going to say I would marry the guy that started Unarius. Like, mm -hmm. I would be Uriel. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Can I give you my answer? And it's going to be controversial. Sure. Manson. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah. Here's and the I was thing. like, I can't handle that chaotic energy. I can't rein it in. No, you can't even get me to stop acting like an asshole. <laughs> I can't stop the murders that will come. No, absolutely not. But here's, here's my reasoning. Because first of all, I can change them. I could do it. <laughs> I could do it. It just takes my love. You mean you can change the diapers that he shits when he's too high on LSD to go to the bathroom? Because if if so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He left a wacky potato in that Look, diaper and now fucking, it's your problem. Don't try to convince me not to marry the man who tattooed a swastika in between his eyes. I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> Secondly, even if I can't change him, sex has got to be great, right? 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 We know he goes down because we read his memoirs and it's all he talks about. <laughs> and we also know he goes both ways because we read his memoirs yeah. and it's all he and talks he gets about. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought I had a beard of spiders, but she just didn't shave in a while. <laughs> it was pubes. What? <laughs> Do we have any other questions? Oh, yes. we've got a, a question from the, in the back. Again, we have, a, we have a microphone here. It is a school report. You do have to introduce yourself. <laughs> you will be graded as a group. I'm Bess. Uh, Bess, hi. nice to meet you. I just want to know uh, if you're familiar with any uh, modern day cults like the IFB. Oh yeah, yeah. You, what do you think of? We have a bit, a, a bit of a file going. We don't talk about it publicly yet because they are kind of litigious. There's another one too, Church of Wells. That's like super litigious that mm -hmm. I have a file on too. Uh, but there's a lot of modern ones, and a lot of it is like either waiting for like police to raid their compound yeah. so that we can be like, yay, we can report on it, um, or for Hulu to make documentaries about it. <laughs> Yeah, our kind of business strategy is like, let's let other people get sued first. Yeah. 
like we'll I, come in. I can't tell you how happy I was to see last podcast on the left do Children of Thunder because that meant that we could do Life Spring. <laughs> and I was like, yes, episode yeah. 18 coming we're, back. We're aware of a lot of uh, of modern day cults. The problem is uh, that you run into this problem where either you don't get the full story yeah. and then you're not really giving like a full report. Like one of the things that I really love about covering old cults, like for example, uh, uh, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate was a great a series in my opinion because there has been so many years of like of people of other people blazing the trail of fi- like writing great shit, um, and then inside of that, there's also like articles where people are like, "So I found a sandwich shop where this guy was dicking down people, right?" <laughs> and it's awesome, and you get these like really cool stories. And uh, we've actually run into this before, where like <laughs> most famously, and I say famously, where. We're not, but uh, one of the one of the ones where where it became super apparent is I started covering uh, Trump and and the uh, the cult of of that whole thing, and I remember recording an episode on January fifth out of a certain year. <laughs> <laughs> And them going, so this is going to be the last episode, right? And I go, yeah, of course. There's like really nothing else to talk about. And then we woke up the next morning. Uh, But that's the other challenging thing with like right now, Trump adjacent and hyper conservative adjacent. There's a lot of either churches that started out normal and are now very not normal or churches that are like fronts for businesses or churches that are headed up by somebody who just wants to hear people to get their agenda out politically. Um, Like, I mean, that's part of why we've, you know, have been compiling for years on uh, like Bill Gothard and his foundation, Um, because that's one that is like, okay, this is politically significant as well. And every time you think that you've kind of got all of it, you wake up the next day and they're like, by the way, they arrested Josh Duggar. And you're like, fuck. (laughs) I yeah. almost had it done. <laughs> no. Paige is very smart and covers a lot of smart stuff too, but I also know who J- uh, John Gotham is. So uh, John Gotham? D- Bill Gothard. Uh, I, I, IBFP Institute. Yeah, Institute of Basic Life Principles. No, yeah. IBLP. So we try. We try. We try to cover the recent ones. You also get this other weird shit where like, here's a little peek behind the curtain for you. We covered a group called Day Life Army. <laughs> And uh, that guy will not stop texting. He will not stop texting. We have him blocked on every option, like every social option. And then every once in a while, something sneaks through and it's like, it's me to Jesus. (laughs) And you're like, fuck. One of the best parts is that uh, after we did that episode, uh, uh, I went through a bit of a breakup and uh, they text, they like tagged us in a post. And Andrea actually sent this to me. They sent us a post where they were like, we forced them to break up. And Andrea and I were like, no. Yeah, we can use that, right? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's not our fault. They did it. It was to Jesus. It was them. So you get you get stuff like that where, like, uh, the two answers is, yes, we're aware of a lot of modern-day cults, but the problem is, one, there's not enough information. Two, they get really religious. Or three. Or litigious, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Religious. <laughs> Technically, all these people are pretty religious. How could I have fucked up my sayings, Paige? <laughs> I don't know. Or three, um... I don't want you to DM me. 
<laughs> and still be in a cold. So uh, I think we have time for like one or two more questions yeah. if there are any. Fuck me. Damn it. <laughs> you have another question. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on up. Come on Pick down. a different name this time. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to ask but you. <laughs> Do I have to give my name again? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said it louder. Okay. It's fine. Long my name's Terry. Uh, do you hear any more from cold, like uh, Weird Hollywood Youth or anything like that? Oh, so <laughs> I keep tabs on Weird Hollywood Youth. They're my favorite. They shut most of their Etsy store down uh, during pandemic because they couldn't get t-shirt blanks uh something we are very familiar with Girl unfortunately same. girls yeah, same um so they shut down a lot of their store they do still do their desert meetups although they had to stop during covid because they didn't have venues for them they are still around they're just very small but yeah we still hear from them occasionally i actually got uh hit up uh, through through dms and this was like I want to say two years ago by somebody, uh, a young woman who, who was saying like, hey, big fan of the show. Just wanted to let you know that the guy who runs Weird Hollywood Youth is sliding into my DMs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went, what? And she goes, yeah, you want to see this dude's cock? Yep. And I was like, absolutely we do. And I, well, I went, no, as a person, no, as a journalist. As a researcher. <laughs> as a researcher. Yeah, it's so weird to like, because we covered, we covered Weird Hollywood Youth. That was one of the first episodes that I did. It was very early. It's like yeah. episode nine or ten. I maybe, remember that. Maybe, maybe not that early, but pretty early. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was. I do remember it because it was one of the first episodes that I had ever done. And then years later, uh, somebody was like, "Here's how this guy tries to fuck people." And like you, I'm just reading his lines, and I'm like, "Dude, let me run your Tinder for you, my <laughs> man, <laughs> because you are fucking it up." Somewhere in my house, I do still have a giant envelope of stickers with his phone number on it because yeah. when they so we ordered T-shirts and stuff from them, I do still have it, and. They, I think, were just so happy people ordered for them that they sent us along with that T-shirt just like stickers, patches, like ever things things we did not order, just like a whole Manila envelope of essentially like merchant PR. And it was like I didn't need to be on your PR list, but thank you. Like we're their only influencer, I think. Yeah. There's also, again, that also happened with uh, 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 Daylife Army with the Jesus. Where they like, send you swag? They don't send me swag, but they like used our podcast on like, they like promote the shit out of it. On accident. Where because they say crazy shit and they're like, these people don't understand. And then people are like, I think we're going to talk to the people who don't understand. Yeah. Well, they did it on purpose because they were like, oh, we're not important. Listen to these three comedians from Los Angeles, California, who have a podcast. Spoiler, we are also not important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what do you mean we're not important? We're halfway across the country in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have time for one last question. In the interest of asking questions, yes. it can be about anything. You have a question? Joel. Hi, Hi, Joel. Have you guys interviewed anybody from anything or white Black Lightning or any of that? Or? Oh, God, Ooh. I would too. I would love to. Black Lightning is hard to get. That is a, yeah, he's a hard guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, every time we ask him if he wants to interview, he's like, can you send me an Uber, but can they shove me in the trunk? <laughs> I have a friend who does karate. I have to bring him along. <laughs> no, uh, we, we have, we've interviewed people and not aired it a few times. Uh, it's very difficult sometimes with the way that our show 
I'm remembering. Works. I'm remembering that we interviewed our lawyer. Yeah, we did interview our lawyer and never aired that. <laughs> but he's a sweet, sweet, sweet man. But yeah. he, he, it was. We try to keep our, our our episodes at like an hour, hour and a half maximum. Yeah. It was like four hours of footage, and I I was recording on a laptop with like a terabyte of memory, and I was like, he's old. I'm just gonna mix. We're running out of tape. <laughs> <laughs> he well, and also it was mostly about his screenwriting, not really about. <laughs> cult stuff at all yeah um it's it's difficult because people have you know conflicting feelings about being in cults or involved with cults and some people are ready to talk about it and can laugh about it um and a lot of people can't and there's all there's like an added layer on top of it too where like not only are people have mixed feelings about cults and being in them they also have mixed feelings about podcasts yeah And so you'll ask somebody to interview, and they're like, "What uh, what publication do you write for?" And you go, Is, "Spotify, our, yeah. our apartment, <laughs> coldpodcastshow.com. So yeah, you know. well, and especially now that podcasts have gotten more popular, people are also very wary about what they say because they think it can get out. So it's it's been tricky. There there have been a few. There have been at least one interview that. I did where we opted not to cover it for that person's safety because we couldn't be sure that if we covered the story, the people involved would not find them. Yeah. Well, that was my fault because every time we have a guest on, I have them read their full address and social security number. I mean, some stories are so specific and, and especially when the group is very small that it's it's hard not to find those people. You know, like if anyone were to hear it, they're going to know. Um, and at this point, enough people hear it, things get passed around enough that the chances of it getting back to people is high. So yeah, yeah, and I'm we're pretty big experts on things being passed around that get people high. So because yeah. because of because of uh, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, you could say that they puff puff past those episodes. <laughs> and I have no idea what you're talking about either because it's uh, this is Kansas City, and as far as I remember, it's illegal here. <laughs> you shake med- your head no? It's legal medicinally. Yeah. Yeah. You say decriminalized? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck, yes. fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to uh, uh, assure someone that their story is going to be safe when fuck. we're like, yeah, we were in Oprah's magazine. <laughs> so. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Yo, I forgot we got an Oprah co-sign. Yeah, Oprah fucks with us. Or at that's, least one of her assistants does. That's See, that's what fucks me up sometimes is because, like, I forget that it, we don't... It's like... <sighs> Horror Virgin was on earlier, which is a fantastic podcast. If you're not listening to them, you definitely should. Mikey, who is one of uh, my, I would say, top three hosts of the show... <laughs> Top three. <laughs> Top three. Uh, he said, like, sometimes I record the podcast without thinking about the fact that people listen to it. And I do the same thing. We started this podcast. Well, I didn't even start the podcast. I can't even take credit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I came onto the podcast, we were recording it in a guest house or in a guest room. A, guest, uh, bedroom, a yeah. guest bedroom. Yeah, off of, like, shitty equipment. Like, I carried everything in my car. I was sleeping in the car. We turn off the lights. Oh, yeah, because they made too much because noise. Because the lights made too much noise with the microphones that we could afford at the time. And now we 
don't do that and we also like have people that listen to it and it's just like it blows my fucking mind sometimes that like yeah because like you can interview somebody and give away their information when you have 12 people that listen to you and then i sometimes forget that like again we have a oprah cosign yeah which is absolutely wild so i guess that segues into my next point which is like Seeing all of you here is so amazing. It's such a beautiful thing for me that we get to travel and do this and that we get to like, I I, I don't really comprehend the fact that uh, so many people like listen to this show and it means so much to us. And so you guys coming out here is amazing. And um, I think Paige... (laughs) We should take a hold on. Let me look I at these cans. I up one. No, 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 no. Because I for sure dropped one of these. It's this one. Okay. Uh, I think that. We- <laughs> 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 yeah! Fuck yeah! Damn! Hell yeah! That's how you party, baby. Mm-hmm. So I think even if you don't drink, just symbolically raise your glasses, and we're gonna say, uh, "Do drink the Fago and Paige." Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yay. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I spilled it all down my (laughs) chair. Dang.